0: What makes you stronger in your life? How do we get stronger? I'm talking physically, mentally, and emotionally. What is it that builds that all powerful element in our character called grit? You got the answer? The answer is problems, the answer is challenges. It's the resistance life gives us. This is the nature of our life. If you want to become physically stronger, lift heavier weights. You need resistance. If you want to become a better runner, run further, longer, harder. It's this simple, isn't it? If you want to develop a personality of unshakable confidence, face and solve bigger problems. Peace of mind is not the absence of problems. That's not what it is. It's the ability to deal with them. Be stronger. Strength doesn't come from the things we can do. It comes from facing the challenges in life and becoming stronger than any challenge that you face. Strength does not come from the things we do. It comes from facing the challenges in life and becoming stronger than any challenge. It's safe to say, if there was no resistance in life, there would be no growth. Are you with me on this? Muscles would atrophy and our minds would turn to mush. And man, you could forget about developing grit. Well, that would just go right out the window. I'm here today to get you excited for the challenges of life. It's going to make you who you are. I live for the challenges. I love them. You should too. This is a big key to my being so happy and joyful all the time. Man, if you know me, I'm always bounced off the walls. I'm so excited for life because I love the challenges. I love overcoming them. When you understand that all problems, all challenges make life interesting and overcoming them makes life meaningful, my God, you will have a whole new perspective on life. You will wake up and the sun will be brighter There'll be a bigger skip in your step. You will look forward to the next big problems to tackle. Giving up because of a problem is actually the most painful way to solve it. You know why? Because you've internalized it forever. And it's never going to get out of you. You're never going to get away from it. It owns you. The glory in life is not achievement. Let me say it again. The glory in life is not achievement. It's who you need to become to achieve it. So it's the path. It's the struggle. There is no problem on the outside world that is stronger than what's inside of you. Can I tell you a little secret? This is a secret about me. There are people in this world, there's people out there that absolutely hate everything I do. (laughs) I know it sounds crazy, but there's people that are constantly trying to stop me. They hate the joy and success of the winery. They hate the expansions. They hate that I do all these talks. They want to shut it down. I mean, there's people that are spending their lives thinking of ways to hurt me or stop me. Could you imagine if they only realized that they make me stronger? The obstacles in life are there to make you stronger. This is the reality of life. Life is a struggle. Embrace it. We should become grateful for the enemies. We should be grateful for the people that give us challenges. Because without them, you cannot become what you need to be, they make you stronger. I mean, a diamond? A diamond is just a lump of coal that did unbelievably well under pressure. Think about it. Here's the flip side of all of this. If you don't like someone and you think you want to hurt them, Don't make them stronger and more powerful by giving them problems to overcome. I mean, come on. You say you don't like them. Don't help them out in life like that. People pay tens of thousands of dollars to universities so professors will give them problems to solve to get better at life. Why would you do it for free for someone you don't like? I hope you all can see where I'm going. So here's my advice. If you know someone that you don't like, just ignore them. Avoid them. Just stay away. You know, they say that solitaire confinement, that's the worst treatment anyone can get. Just stay away. Besides, any challenge that you give them, it's actually a gift for them to become better, stronger, smarter, and to build more grit. I hope this perspective has helped you all today. I hope it taught you to be thankful for the people that give you problems. See them as the building blocks for grit in your life. They're the ones that can teach you the best lessons. They're the ones that can build determination. I'm grateful. In the end, problems? Well, they're kind of like washing machines, aren't they? They'll twist you around. They'll spin you up. But in the end, man, you're going to come out a lot cleaner and brighter and better off before. Love y'all. I wrote this the night before I gave it. The winery has been busy. It's springtime, right? So I'm running like crazy. And it's Wednesday night. I have a talk to you on, on the, on. A, I'm sorry, it's Tuesday night. I get the talk on Wednesday at three, eight o'clock at night, I'm putting the, putting the kids to bed. And I'm like, oh my God, Tiff, I got to go write my talk. So I go upstairs and I'm laying in my bed and I'm, I got my phone sideways and I'm pecking it out, you know, in my little note section. This thing, this thing came out when it flowed out, it was, it, it was, you hear that concept of called flow mm-hmm. when you're in flow, there's no effort. It just, it just flows right out. I ran down the tiff 20 minutes later. I go, oh my God, can I read you something? This, this here, this is the grit of life. This will make people stronger when they understand that the people that come up against them are there for a reason. They're there to make you stronger. They're there as a gift. I look at it like that. Every single person that gives up, comes up against me and goes, I'm going to stop you from what you're trying to achieve. I'm whether it's a competitor that I'm competing against, because in ski racing, they're all trying to stop you, right? Every single other person trying to beat the other person, right? They're a gift because the better they get, the better I need to be. The stronger they are, the stronger I need to be. If they all become wimplings and you know, they're not very good, well, guess what? Neither do I. Hmm. Surround yourself with people that are achieving great things and then try to beat them.
1: I think Simon Sinek or Simon Sinek, I don't know. I forget how to pronounce his last name. He talks about it. There's a, a book he wrote. It's called The Infinite Game. Mm-hmm. And that was actually a book. I, One of the books I started reading before I started doing like John Maxwell and things like that. Sure. And in there, he Love talks about it. He just, he talks about how, you know, in businesses in general... You can't have an end goal, right? Like the idea of competing, like, let's just say, for example, me and you are going to compete. I look at you as like, wow, Randy's got an extremely successful business. He's doing everything that he's doing. He's completely crushing goals he sets out to do. My goal is to get to that level and then during a time period be ahead of you to then have you go, That's awesome. wow, he passed me. I got it. There's no, you know what I mean? I would never in a million years root for someone to fail. You know what I'm saying? I think there's businesses out there Mm -hmm. that have that mentality of like, I have to be the best. Once I'm the best, it doesn't matter. And they'll do everything in their power to get to that, which is whatever. You have very successful businesses that way. That's fine. The problem is what happens when you get to be the best? What happens when you're the best? Nothing. Like there's nothing there, right? Like you can't, where do you expand to? You can't, congratulations, you did it. You get the award. Whereas having like that infinite mindset of like, you know, I'll beat Randy at some point and then Randy will come back and beat me at some point and then we'll both laugh about it and we'll talk about it again and we're going to build like that. That's a mindset trying to put forward with it, right? But you're saying the reason why that mindset came into play with you is because of every curveball, every fastball thrown your way. And instead of choosing to sulk in the bull crap, you said, you know what, (laughs) I'm going to face it head on and use it as a learning experience. Sure. 100%. How do you change that mindset?
0: Okay. So, can it back up a little bit here? let mm-hmm. Let's pause for a second here. So, I'm going to say some stuff you might want to cut out, but Oh. Yeah. But I'm going to I got to um I'm going to give I want to give you my my initial perception
1: of you oh, I'll take before it. I knew you. I won't cut this out. I don't care. Okay. I don't mind. Listen, anybody that knows me and anybody that's listening to this that knows okay. me knows that I live off of People's not, I don't care what people think about me. Like, I'm fully content with who I am as a person. I think it's great to hear how people perceive me.
0: You're gonna love this. You you will, Ralph. Oh boy. But when I first heard your name and then I heard Hollywood producer, my mind immediately pictured a guy with headsets on, like we got now, um, a clipboard in your hand, you're standing in a studio. There's a, there's, there's all kinds of sets set up. There's, there's, there's monitors all over the place. There's a soundboard back here and you are the conductor of the whole thing. And you own this studio. The studio is probably a 50, hundred million dollar studio. Uh, you were, you were going to get all your private jet and fly to Blue Ridge Winery. You're going to say, do you have any place for me to land out there? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm so not kidding, Ralph. When, when I first heard of you, that was my perception of you, that you were a guy that, that this is your world. This is the level that I operate at. This is what I do with my life. And that's it. That, I'm telling you, that was my initial. I guess it, that's you, a good. It is good. I'll take that. That's good. good. You, you can ask Tiff. I mean, uh, I remember saying like, yeah, he's a movie producer in Hollywood and he's, he wants to do a, a, a documentary on Blue Ridge. And uh, in my mind, I, I had all that going on. And I remember thinking, man, how is he going to find the time to come out here? Because he, I can't take Blue Ridge there. That's awesome. Isn't that neat? I never, no,
1: I yeah, hell yeah. yeah I, think I never told you this. Well, because then that just means my first impression, because it, it takes a lot, dude. And I, I'll even tell you about that quickly. Like, first impressions, especially in the film industry, are, it's just massive. It's huge, yeah. Like, yeah. it's just, that's the way it is. It's like, just, yeah. And it's the way in it's life. That, like the pecking order. Says. Exactly. It goes where you're at. Yeah, you know? it's like, yeah. and so for me to at least introduce myself, shake your hand and say, this is what I do. Yep. If I painted that picture instantly, then instant. I definitely did my job. It was instant, Ralph. And that's how I got it. My first time when I ever got on a film set, this was God, 2016, 2017, I was working on a PA for the TV show SWAT. And I sent all these emails. Dude, the way I got onto set was insane. You know, sending over 7,500 emails to people working, only getting 40 responses, one of whom saying, yeah, we need somebody tomorrow. And I said, great, looks like I'll be there. Mm-hmm. Had to borrow my buddy Alex's car to do so, cause I didn't even have a car out there. So he lent me his car. Get there at four o'clock in the morning. Now, like, mind you, the night before, I'm like waiting around. I'm like, all right, what am I gonna wear? As weird as that sounds, I was like, what am I gonna wear? Because I want for multiple reasons. One, I'm not socially awkward, but like in a scenario like that where I'm not a hundred percent comfortable, it's like, listen, if I don't have to talk and somebody can approach me, I'd rather a hundred percent do that. So mm-hmm. I said, All right, what am I gonna wear? And it all came down to the hat. And I had two hats, my Penn State hat and my old military hat. Like a Kangol hat. It was just like a, you know, when you go shooting and things like that. And I was like, I'm going to wear the military hat Mm -hmm. simply because most people, when they see that, they instantly have a persona given. And Mm -hmm. I was like, that's the kind of picture I want to paint. If I show up and the guy sees a military, he's like, okay, this guy, whether or not he was military or not, there's a lot to be said by the way someone looks at you, right? So I said, if I'm going to show up wearing this hat, people are going to go, okay, this guy might have a military background. He's very diligent to send me a thing. I show up, it's like 410 in the morning. And I show up and I have no idea. It's my first time ever on a film set. And it's one of Hollywood's biggest sets. So whether I blew him away on my email chain, like just telling him like, yeah, Mm -hmm. like I'm ready to do it. And he was like, great. So I guess I've extruded Mm -hmm. confidence for him to be like, all right, this guy's good enough to be on a, like Mm -hmm. a massive set. Mind you, never been on one. I show up, I go to one of the trailers, knock on the door and I go, Hey man, where's the AD trailer? The assistant director trailer. That's where you have to check in. And they go, why are you going to the AD trailer? And I'm like, uh, like, I have no idea. I'm like, I don't know how to answer that question. So I'm like, I'm just filling in today. And they're like, you yeah, know, stunts aren't supposed to be here until 7.30. They thought I was a stuntman. Mm-hmm. And That's I was funny. like, what? And they're like, yeah, stunts aren't here until 7.30. I'm like, oh, I'm not a stuntman. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm here as a PA. And they're like, get the hell out of here. That was really like, funny. This is wild. Like, I was like, this is wild. Yeah. So then I go, they find me where I got to go. Then I thought I was an additional second second for the day, which is a second second AD. Mm-hmm. They thought I was an additional second second coming on just for the day. And I was like, guys, I'm just a PA today. And nobody for the longest time that day believed I was just a PA. Mm-hmm. It was so funny. That's pretty neat. But that one day showed up, did what I had to do. Mm-hmm. One day turned into Tuesday. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, that whole week, I was just packed up for work. And the following week it was like, hey, are you available Wednesday, Thursday? And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, like I'll be there. Like you tell me there's work there, I will be there. Mm-hmm. Then I had to work it out with my classes, tell them what was going on. Cause I was still in school, I was a full-time student. I was like, hey, this is what's going on. Give me the work, I'll do what I gotta do. I'm going to school to be on a film set and I'm literally working on a film set. Mm-hmm. So there's gotta be some sort of leverage given. And they're like, all right, like whatever, like do what you gotta do, you better not fall behind in your assignments. Didn't do so. Like, you know what I mean? I Mm -hmm. did it. But that idea of just like, I was, so the person, right? Like me doing that, that's dope. That makes me happy knowing that. Cause it it is, it's a thought process, man. From start to finish. It really is a thought. Like I sit back and I'm like, how am I going to get people to, to approach? How am I going to become approachable? Right. So I don't have to approach people. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. I do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that, God Ralph.
1: That's cool. Yeah, I mean, Man, w- so you thought I was like this mega? I did, really did. Thought you had
0: your own studio, and I'm thinking, yep, he'll fly out here and listen. Throw me yeah. into a studio. I'll, I'll figure it. it out.
1: That's the way it yeah. is. Because, and that's kind of how I wanted to be pictured, though. Because I mm-hmm. won, I won festivals, I won awards already. I was at that stage, yeah. and I'm still at that stage. We're still winning awards, um, but that's just where I was. Like I was like, all right, like I want my impression to you. Mm-hmm. To be like, this guy knows. The I wanted you to have that feeling like, all right, I know I could trust this guy that he's going to put my company and my brand to good use so I don't have to be over. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. people have a terrible, especially in Hollywood, there's a lot of good people and there's definitely a lot of bad people and those bad people do anything for money. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. They'll just, they'll sell their soul if they have to. And those people don't look out for you. They don't look out for your businesses. They only look out for what's good for them. And I didn't want that to be the the impression. So I'm happy that that wasn't the impression. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, it's funny. Here we are. We're talking about, you know, challenges, problems, obstacles in life. And as you're talking to me, I'm thinking, you know, a lot of times when you face an obstacle and there's someone that isn't helping you or they're they're actually they're trying. You're perceiving them as trying to stop you. You know, I don't even know if even that's true, because when I'm thinking about it, I'm I'm an obstacle for, for people in life. Like I am. There's there's people that what makes it. How do you
1: maybe give me an example? Okay. So
0: here's an example. Um, someone comes. They want to work at work at the winery. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a young lady that wanted to work at the winery, and uh, she was so dead set to work there as a server that like I met her. It was quick at the side of the bar. We talked for a couple minutes, and then later I sent her a text saying, you know, the 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 competition to be a server is so high these days that I can't just have you jump in as a server. Uh, Would you want to be a bar back? Would you want to be a vineyard worker? Something like that. And it it devastated her. She was really upset because I I realized later that she was so dead set on this that she quit her job to be a server. And now I'm her obstacle. You see what I mean? But I don't, I don't mean her any harm. I'm not trying to hurt her. I'm not trying to do anything against her, but her perspective is, I can't believe he would do this to me. You see what I mean? In other words, like everyone's perception of the world is different. We all live in the same world, but no one lives in the same world. You're going to perceive the world different than I will in every situation. This is why when a car accident happens, you got 10 people watching, everyone saw something different. And this is the reality of life. So she's going to see the world through her perspective of of me saying, "Um, let me get back to you about being a server. In her mind, done deal. I'm going to be a server. Quits her job. And I go, you know, I don't think we should do it. Oh my God, I can't believe you do this to me. I had my heart set on this. I was going to do it. And now I'm her obstacle. So I guess what I want to say is, just because you have someone that's giving you a challenge, it, it's your perception. It may The person doing it may not even be mean to do it to you. This is why I always say, I assume the best of everyone around me. I assume I, the well best. you have to. You
1: do. You have to. And yeah. I, I do the same thing. You have to give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. You can't go in there thinking people are out to Definitely. get you. you don't it's know. a miserable way to live life. It is. It's I, the, I live like it's that for- It's the most for, successful
0: way. It is. because You don't know what someone's going through. You don't know what they just lived through. You don't know if they just had their world- you know, crumbling underneath them and then you're trying to ask them to do something for you and they just physically can't do it. You don't know, you know, so always assume the best, you know, and so I guess guess the point I want to make here is that if you have someone giving you a challenge, don't think that they have it out to get you because in my example, this lady, she's a wonderful young lady, but I just, it wasn't the right time. Will it be the right time a month from now? Maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know, timing means a lot. And you know, When it comes to challenges and problems, I I give this analogy on the ground experience where, you know, we as adults, we understand that in life you can you can have a lot of enthusiasm and excitement for something and then you can lose it. And why is that? Because we live in a world where there's some negative things. The world is meant to break down. It's just the way it is. You know, the only thing in the world that the harder you work it, the better it gets the human body. Everything else breaks down. The harder you work your mind, the better it gets. The harder you work your body, the stronger it becomes. The harder you work any machine, the more it'll break down. That's the nature of life, right? So everything's in a state of, you know, slowly falling apart and needing repair. I don't care if it's a bridge or a building or whatever it is, right? So since that's the state, we're going to have problems, period. That's all it is. So I go to people... Have you ever had a big dream? And you tell it to someone, and they rip you down, and they go, Yeah, of course, we've all had that. They go, okay. The, the, the reason of that is because if someone's negative and 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 they 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 don't see the world through your perspective, if you tell a big dream to a small-minded person, they're gonna rip it down. Because don't ever tell a big dream a, a, dream, a big dream to a small-minded person. Because if you do that, you've backed them into a corner and they only have two choices. Tear your dream down or build their life up. It's a lot easier to tear yours down because to tear yours down, I do it in a minute. I've now rationalized my existence. I can go on with myself and I'm good, right? Because everyone has to rationalize their own existence. So my mom's advice was this. Don't ever tell a big dream to a small minded person because they're going to rip it down. OK, so number one. Second point is this: Have you ever met an eight-year-old or a six-year-old or a sec, you know a five-year-old that's not excited, and enthusiastic, and climbing on monkey bars? I mean, when, when is the last time you saw adults outside playing on a playground, running around excited for no reason? Well, they go right? to mental institution. I, mean, right? <laughs> right? Like I, in. I mean, my kids. I mean, when I drive my kids off of school, they're running and screaming into school. They're so excited, and I love that. I love the excitement. Children are full of hope and enthusiasm and excitement. And it occurred to me one day, I go, oh, my God, kids don't understand that you could lose hope. If you ask a six year old, how could you lose hope? They'll go, what do you mean? What do you mean lose hope? Because the world hasn't touched them. No one has beat them up yet. No one has no one. No one's so mean to beat up the dreams of an eight year old. Yeah. But people do beat up the dreams of 25 year olds and 30 year olds and 60 year olds.
1: That's what they do. Doesn't make sense. No. Wait. Well, well, you know. I mean, maybe it does because it's there's an envious jealousy, perhaps, yeah. right? Like negative people don't want to do anything; and they want you to join them. I think that's the fact of it, right? Ah, <laughs> you know? uh, yeah. Right. But, but like, that's what I mean. Like, is it, uh, that's one thing I'm I'm always ch- like trying to figure that stuff out, right? Like, like how, how you're saying before, where like don't tell a big dream to a small minded person, which I totally understand, but like. I don't know if someone was to ever tell me their dream and they were like, well, on their way to do it, I'm like, yeah, like, let's just make it like, can I help make that happen? Like, I don't know. Like, it. Right? is I, it a mindset switch? Like,
0: no, it's confidence. The problem is this. You talk to someone and they're, they're accomplishing unbelievable things in life. We, as human people, we compare. You walk away going,
1: well, uh, what so, am I yeah. doing? What am
0: I doing? Who am I? Really? We graduated high school together and you're, you've accomplished what? And I'm still this. That's the problem. Okay. There it is. And then then we go, then that person is going to get defensive. They're going to go, well, you know, you you just probably had that given to you. I bet you you had, you had a bunch of lucky breaks. They just got lucky. I mean, everyone has to rationalize their own existence. So if you meet someone that you graduated high school with and they've done unbelievable things and you haven't and you talk to them and they're going, yep, done this, that can be challenging because it's confidence. It's going darn. Here I am looking in the mirror because everywhere you look, there you are. So I'm here. I am looking at you and I'm seeing myself reflected back. And I don't look that good because look what you are. We all both had the same time in life. Yeah. So then I go, these people, they go, well, I bet you it was given to you. I bet you was, a, you know, I bet well, that you just, that you're just, you're just lucky, you know, and they rationalize it. Surround yourself with people that have enough confidence to build up people around them. And if you don't have that confidence, just start doing it and you'll gain it. That's how crazy this is. Anyone can grab it right now. It's in it's out in the ether. You can just grab it and you have it. Start complimenting everyone around you because the more you give, <laughs> you can never give something you don't have. So as you start giving it, it starts building more. And the more you give, the more it builds. The more you give and just and pretty soon you're this magnet to the world. Everyone's coming to you because they feel so good to be around you because you're building them up. It's so simple, isn't it?
1: See, I've never looked at it that way. And I'm not saying this to even like boost an ego or anything like that because there's people that like I've been friends with that come to me for a lot of stuff and I, and sometimes I'm like why are you coming to me and I ask them I'm like I don't know anything about this why on earth would you come to me for something like this mm-hmm. and like hearing you talk about it it's like oh maybe there is some sort of confidence thing there where it's like well I know this guy can get it done if he wants it to get it done but on the flip side I'm also like I don't know what Half the time, I don't even know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In a weird way. Half the time, I don't know what I'm doing, but if I want to figure it out, I'm just going to figure out how to do it. There is no, like this table, for right. example, me and my dad built it It's right. a matter of like, all right, like I got to get it done. Don't have the money to give it to somebody to do it. We're just going to get it done. Beautiful table. We figured it out. You know what I mean? Yep. Absolutely. I think people, when they get faced with these problems, they want the answers given to them as opposed for them figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing that in my personal life. Well, in my work life, outside of the room, I, like, like in my other, like work-wise, where you can't get a yes or no answer from people. There's always checking so-and-so with so-and-so, and then they got to check with their person in order for their person to approve it. And like mm-hmm. five days later, you finally get the answer. And me, I'm like, well, I already gave them the answer five days ago, sure. and we're not doing that anymore. So right. I appreciate following up now, but like that, that's not even an option anymore because- The time was then right now. It's totally different. You know what I mean? I do. So maybe people are just scared to get stuff done on their own. Is that what it probably is? I would say this uh, uh, personal accountability
0: and owning a situation is actually the the birthplace of happiness. Because if, if I don't take accountability for who I am and what I am in life, guess what? (laughs) I'm leaving it up to the wind. If I don't take responsibility for me, who will? If I'm not responsible for my actions and my decisions, and I don't state go, yes, if it's to be, it's up to me and I'm gonna take a stand on a rock. I mean, there's all this stuff of, let me try, let's see, let me get back to you. The people that the happiest people in the world, they have personal accountability. They go, if I will take care of it, you can count on me. I commit to you. I don't promise I commit. And there you go. It goes back to courage. It does. So it's re-
1: courage and confidence, maybe it goes back to the same, right? It has to do like with
0: how you see yourself. You know, I mean, man, mo- most people's perception of themselves was given to them by someone else. Mm, someone else. I
1: just heard that from somebody too. Really? Like that exact that exact line. I don't know who it was. Maybe I think i was probably listening to Jordan Peterson's podcast cuz I mm-hmm. guess they're starting to come out again on on Spotify. Um and I think I might have heard him say it of course he was just insanely, you know, you know, with all his yeah. lingo and things like that, but that exact idea, it's like people's persona of himself is given by somebody else. It's right. not their own. Right. Wow. This is
0: why I encourage everyone set a personal mission statement. If you don't have a mission statement for your life, that would be like trying to hit a target in your life that you don't even have. It would be like trying to go somewhere that you're not even sure where you're going. How do you know if you ever arrived? You'll, you'll never know. You know, the a personal mission statement and you ever hear the word piffy? like keep it piffy, keeping it piffy means I'm going to stay exactly who I am and what I stand for. And you may not like it, but that's okay because I know who I am. Most people don't even know who they are. They don't know what they stand for. They don't know what they believe. They just blow at the wind. I say, keep it piffy, understand who you are. It's that ancient Chinese saying, know yourself. You're never going to improve on something you don't understand. True, right? It's really, life is so simple. Understand what motivates you, who you want to be, and then set goals and go. When you achieve it, set new goals every single day. And we, if we live like this, where we're trying to add value to the world, we're adding value to ourselves. I joke with something of the day going, you know, my mission is to add value to others. That's actually the most selfish goal you could ever have. Because guess what? In order for me to add value to others, I have to add value to myself. It's just that simple. Seems pretty selfish. And it is. You jerk.
1: Right? Come on, Randy. (laughs) You jerk. Good guy. Not so much. (laughs) I love that though. No, it's so true, man. But like, and that's, where do you feel is society the one, right? Because if life is that simple, which it does seem that simple, right? Like do good things, good things will come out of it. Like in in just like a general statement. Do we do it to ourselves or has society pushed us away from that? And you know what I mean? Yeah. Number
0: one, doing nothing is easy.
1: You don't have to do anything.
0: So and human nature is, you know, we we want to sleep in. We want to take it easy. You know, we want to, we want to, we want the, uh, we want the pleasures of life. But if you fill your life with pleasures, you block yourself with all the joy. And there's a major difference. You know, the joy is working hard at something and accomplishing it and feeling a sense of accomplishment. Unless you work hard and fail and fail and fail, then you succeed. You will never experience the joy of success. And most people just have pleasure all throughout their life. They just are filled with the stimulus of whether it's, you know, eating a dessert, um, sleeping in, taking a nap, um, spending time just watching a movie. You know, they 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 do those things because it's it's the bursts. And it all it, you know, the way the worlds work up or the way the world is set up, it, it kind of works against us in a lot of ways. Our attention spans are purposefully being shortened by watching TV. Because they got to make it shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter to keep your attention. Uh, stimulus is going higher and higher and higher to keep you stimulated. This is why there's horror movies that if a horror movie that came out today, if it came out in the 30s, it would have been banned because it was so extreme. Yeah, People would have died. they have right, been yeah. like, oh, my God, like, what is this? You know, um, you know, the more the more we become stimulated, the more stimulus you need, you know, and, and I, I, I purposely give my children hard jobs to do. So they have to overcome it. And let them fail. Oh My God, I let it fail early and fail fast. I'd rather have you fail as a young person than fail as a 25 year old. I mean, my gosh, the failures today you can recover from. If you wait till you fail to your 30, good luck. I mean, you don't have much time to recover and they're going to be huge. Fail now, fail fast, you know. And, you know, why? Why is it that, you know, the world seems to spiral towards the negative? It's frustrating, but I'm a Christian. I believe God created the world. So if you read your Bible, it started with Adam and Eve. It started with Adam and Eve where, you know, there were challenges and God said, "Okay, that's it. Eve, you're going to you're going to feel pain when you give birth. And man, guess what? There's going to be rocks in your field. You're going to struggle now, where in the past there were no rocks, there were no weeds. You planted the stuff and it grew. There's been times out in the vineyard and I'm so frustrated. I think, come on, God, you put these weeds here, drives me nuts. But it's the nature of life. I can't fight it. You might as well embrace it. And overcome it, because guess what—the challenges are there to make you stronger. I believe that's the whole plan of the whole darn thing.
1: Wow, I think it's a great way to close it out there, too. I'm with you, Ralph. I'm with you. Oh, Embrace strong. the struggle. Embrace the struggle. Right. Amen. All right. Thanks, boss. Thanks, Ralph, man.